And this is episode 95 of Prestabilius, Excellence in Marketing. Today, I want to talk about focus, and I want to talk more specifically about your to-do list and your schedules. Here we are. Today's December 14th, 2022, so we are just a couple of weeks to the end of the year. I will do another podcast episode before the end of 2022. But this is your planning time. This is your reflection time. What worked for you during 2022? What didn't work? What did you take on as something new or a new way of doing something you already had been doing? What did you let go of? These are all things to consider. And I want to talk about how you need to stay focused so much. I see this with almost every person that I mentor and with other people I work with in my small group programs. And all of a sudden, they don't show up for one of our live sessions, one of the group sessions. And I purposely did not send out reminders during the past few weeks. I wanted the person to have it on their calendar that we would meet on a certain day and a certain time up until whatever day in December that we end for the holidays, that's this week, and then we resume in January. And it turns out that a lot of people, if they don't receive the reminder, they don't know where they're expected to be. And that confuses me a bit because most people I work with have been in the workforce prior to coming online or continuing. They're, they're working full-time and doing the online business part-time to really get it going. And when you are in a job, they have focus built in for you. Why? Because there's a structure. You need to do things. So I did uh, two careers simultaneously. I had already been in real estate for a few years when I went back to school and earned my teaching credential. I've talked about this endlessly probably in your mind. And as a teacher, everything was very structured, very rigid, and you had to do things a certain way. And we lived by a bell schedule, and the bells began ringing before the students arrived. We would arrive at school, and each bell would mean a certain thing. And they had different, you know, slow and long rings. And finally, you had it memorized in your brain so you could easily keep up with the bell schedule. And in terms of my planning for my lessons, I was required to do something called a seven-step lesson plan that had to be completely filled out in my planner and left open on my desk on a Friday for the coming week. The reason for this, as you you know might understand, is that if something happens and the teacher does not come back the next day or the next Monday, if it's a Friday, what will the substitute do? What will they know to do? And so you had to do it in 15-minute increments. And most of us really detested this whole process. It was time-consuming, and you couldn't just copy what you had the week before. Or, as a couple of teachers I found out later, they were trying to do it from the year before. <laughs> if, if this worked in the second week of December of, of the former year, it'll work this year. Well, not necessarily. So when I came online, I realized that it will be a benefit to me 
because I am more focused and more structured when it comes to doing my daily task, my issue was, what do I do? Now, in real estate, it was almost the exact opposite. In real estate, I was an independent contractor, and then I was a small business owner. So I didn't have anyone really telling me, well, now this is what you need to do. Let's talk about what you're going to do next week. Let's write it down. That didn't work. And when I became a teacher, I finally saw how that would be beneficial for my real estate business. So I started doing it. So doing it means I would write down my to-do list, and I'd have everything on it. So when I was doing both real estate and teaching, which was for 20 years, on a to-do list, I might have, you know, uh, pick up materials at the printer. You know, on the way into school, we go to the 24-hour printers and pick up something. Uh, be sure to get a card for somebody's birthday that's at school, one of the teachers, perhaps, something like that. Call the dentist. Make sure that you can get in for an appointment. And that would have to be done at uh, recess, lunch, or after school, usually after school. And I had all kinds of things. So it was a mix of personal, business, uh, real estate, teaching, a mishmash of all things. Well, I always kept a to-do list. As you know from having a to-do list, many, many things on that to-do list never get accomplished. They never get done. Instead... I want you to have your long to-do list. Mine, I use a five-by-seven. Uh, it's a mini legal-size notebook, five-by-seven inches. I don't know the centimeters, and it doesn't have it on here. But it's it's small. It's If I outstretch my hand, that's about the, the size of it. So from this to-do list, I draw an arrow pointing to the right if I'm adding it to my schedule, the schedule for the day. I draw a line through it if I've decided not to do it. I have a different mark that I make, like a, a jaggedy mark that I make, if I've delegated it to someone else. That always really makes me smile when I've done that. That way, for any day that we're talking about, I have just a few things on my schedule. And because I'm working for myself, those things would be two or three for business and maybe two for personal things that I need to do, you know, an appointment somewhere, go out and do some kind of something. And I find this to be very effective because my life was busy, 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 busy before. And looking back, it didn't need to be that way. Working on a to-do list sets you up for failure immediately because if you write down 10 things that you really need to do and you don't say when they have to be done by, then you always have things that are left undone. And it's not natural for the mind. We have the Zagarnik effect that tells us that we need completion. And you have completion when you move a few things to a schedule, actually accomplish those things, and know that you're done for the day. I'm done for the day usually 11 o'clock noon. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Usually my my work hours, they start in the morning. And I'm finished early. So what kinds of things do I want you to think about for the new year? Which things, which activities, which tasks will be super important for you? I'm going to say that writing is number one. What are you going to write? Everything. 
So anytime I'm creating a new product, and in my mind right now I have germinating a new product, I start by writing my ideas for who I would serve with this new product, what the goals would be for them if they go through my course or my product, and how I want to present it. Would it be a standalone product? Would it be a course that I would teach one, two, three, four, six times live? and then put into home study, what would it be? Then, once I have that idea fleshed out a little bit, I turn it into a blog post. So, more writing, and that works really well. Sometimes, when I'm writing my ideas, and then I put them in a blog post, and sometimes I save it as a draft for a long time while I'm thinking, and I go back and I add things, and when I finally publish that as a blog post, by then, it's well thought out. I do have a very good idea of what I'm going to create, what I'm going to offer, what it will look like, what it will feel like, because we want things that are experiential. We want people not just to read or to listen or to do a specific thing. We want people to have an experience with us. That's important. That's why I do my visioning workshops at the end of the year. This is the fourth year that I've offered these. And we take about 90 minutes. We work together. And the first year, I talked a lot about me. Well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And by the second year, I realized that it wasn't about me at all. It was about the person I was serving. So I wanted to hear them. I wanted to listen, but to honestly hear them, not just listen, wait for them to stop talking, and me start talking. Those are two different things. So I want you to think about that as well. So the writing will be your ideas, your future products and courses and programs, blog posts, books. Yeah, I'm always working on another book. I've actually started outlining one that I'm going to do. I was going to be uh, co-authoring one with someone, and she has another project she needs to put uh, in front of our project. And so I'm going to go ahead and and work on another book then uh, of my own. Sales copy. As you're thinking about your product, go ahead. And what I do is when I go into my blog and I have the space they give you to write your blog post, I do a little dotted line. And below that, and you can just do that with little, use a tilde or periods, make some dots along. And then below that, I write some sales copy. So my most recently released course is Really Simple Short Reports. And so I wrote some sales copy as I was writing a blog post about that and I got more ideas as you write your sales copy you get more ideas about what you want to share with people because you get excited about it so I was talking about short reports here you are creating a written document you can base it on some private label rights content but don't make it exclusively PLR that probably won't serve you but use some PLR and then write your own ideas you're teaching somebody something that they can consume quickly you put it together and it's a product for sale It really is fun and simple and easy and profitable, as I'm excitedly, hopefully, telling you about now. So write your sales copy, because you'll find after you've written sales copy a dozen times, you're as good as any professional out there, because you know what your audience wants. So think about for next year what you will create. Also, what will you do new? Also, at the end of the year, I do my new rules for online marketing, and I'll be doing that probably next week. 
And something that I've just started doing, and it's new to me anyway, I read my emails. I've done it a few times. I'll continue to do it once or twice a week. My emails are long. I know they are, they are long. And when I read them, that way I can interject because I reading is like talking to someone. I can interject more ideas, more thoughts on something, why they should buy something, who it's for, who it isn't for, how I know the person that I'm recommending their product or course, what it is about my product or course that makes it special. So I want them to sign up for that. And I read it. Then I save that recording. Then I use my pretty links, my ConnieLoves.me to shorten it. And I've been doing them at ConnieLoves.me slash ConnieShares. And if you go there, you'll hear the most recent one. Now, it doesn't mean everything I talk about is still available, but you'll get the idea. So this is something new. I had great feedback immediately from people that were so, so excited to be able to listen. People told me they were listening in their car. They could open the email while they were parked in a safe spot. They could click on the ConnieLoves.me slash ConnieShares, and it would start talking. They'd put it on Bluetooth, and they'd listen to my 15 to 20 minutes of talking, and only later would they go back to the email to click on something specifically or to read over something specifically. So give this a try. And I'm using uh, the same program that I use for this call, for all of my webinars, all of my courses, everything that I do. And it's a teleseminar service. My affiliate link is teleseminar strategies, that's plural, teleseminarstrategies.com. And if you go there, you can start, I think you can start for a dollar and you get 21 days. And I know Rick Raddett and Alex Mendozian and Armin Moore and all the people that started this service back in 2007, I know them all personally to this day, so I can vouch for them. This is an incredible way to have recordings and have them housed in one place. It's a very versatile program. But anyway, it's a new marketing strategy. Do you have a new marketing strategy? For last year, my new marketing strategy was when I was offering something, below it I would say not sure, question mark, and I would add something free from that person so they could get a taste of what it was like to be connected with that person and then maybe decide to buy later on. And that was very, very effective. So I want you to think about your online business. What worked? What didn't work? What do you want to do differently? Many times people come to me for one year knowing they'll only work with me for one year. And for the most part, in their, in their mind, their goal is to make more money. And that's definitely a top priority goal for me and for everyone I work with, yes. But you have to change your ways. You have to do things differently. And the people that have success, they're almost a different person at the end of the year. They have different relationships with people close to them because people are seeing that they're excited. Their family and friends are seeing that they're excited about the business in a way that they hadn't seen before. And they are making more money. They're making more connections. All of a sudden, they know more people. They can do more things. It's very, very exciting because of that. They're interacting with other people that I'm working closely with. And all of a sudden, something that seemed tedious that seemed tiring and time-consuming becomes something that they're looking forward to and it's fun. Initially, it takes a little more time. 
But that won't last because once you're having fun with something, you're so excited that the work seems to finish itself. I mean, today I published a blog post. It was based on PLR, but I published this beautiful post because I was excited about the topic for, for the new year. And I went through it and I added two images. I'm going to go back and add a third image, but I, I linked to some other uh, articles within the post and I reread it. I read it out loud, which I always do. And I hit publish. Now I hit publish when it's only 99% ready. But I was so excited and it took about 20 minutes. It shouldn't take, you know, a long time to do things because when you're excited, it really works. With my family, whether they're visiting from, from Europe, I have the extended family in Finland and Sweden, or if they're my American family that are locally, they've gotten to the point over the years where they say, you know, we're going to be, we're going to watch a movie. We've decided we're going to watch a movie on, uh, on TV, Netflix, whatever it is. You know, if you have some work you need to do for a couple of hours, because I think you've already seen this movie, and it cracks me up. It really does, because these are the same people that felt like I was always working and always at the computer and they were never going to see me and all of that. So it doesn't have to be that way. And also, if you're considering going back to a job even part-time, remember, don't be caught up in that built-in structure that comes with that where you have a boss or a supervisor that tells you what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Instead, be the toughest boss you've ever had. Get your business up and running. Make 2023 the year that you've been dreaming of since you came online. You want prosperity and success and financial freedom and time freedom? You deserve it. I'm Connie Reagan Green, and I hope to connect with you on Twitter. I'm Connie Green, and you can go to Connie Reagan, R-A-G-E-N, green.com to see what I'm doing over there on my main site. Have a wonderful rest of 2022, and I'll be back before the end of the year with my thoughts leading directly into the new year.